Welcome to Jets Rewind. This is Marty Schupack from Valley Cottage, New York, and I'm joined by Ray Clifford, who's out in uh, Marysville, Ohio. Ralph Sharega has a well-deserved night off, and it is uh, Sunday. It's October 25th. It's about three hours after the Jets game. They lost to the uh, Bills 18-10. to 10. A little bit more competitive. Ray, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right. It, uh... It was a better game than I expected. It was. And I just want to just summarize and we'll go through the game itself. Uh, keep in mind, I don't want Jet fans to get fooled by, like, I guess what they call it, uh, fool's gold. The Jets do not have a good coach. They tried the offensive switching the plays to uh, Doggins or however you pronounce his name. And they started out good, but. Good coaching is not just developing a game plan as you go into the game. Good coaching, it is especially important to make adjustments. If there was ever a game where a coach made an adjustment and a coach didn't, look at McDermott from the Buffalo Bills. He just, whatever adjustments he made, the Jets cannot do anything offensively. They Offensively, they only got four yards, which is unbelievable. Sam Darnold. He only had one completion. It was kind of like two different games, Ray. And what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, Buffalo amped up the uh, pressure and they uh, they uh, adjusted how they defended. And, and uh, we tried to run the same stuff. And uh, it was like two watching two different games. Uh, the first half was kind of uh, refreshing. They, they seemed competitive. Things were working. The second half seemed like what we've been watching all year. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of agreeing with, um, <coughs> excuse me, Greg Williams. I mean, uh, the comment he made a couple of weeks ago is really coming to fruition that um, this defense is on the field way too long. And a case in point, Ray, I thought the first half, the secondary was outstanding. Yeah. But the second half, you made a comment how they were thinking and dunking and that we can't stop a pass from like 5 to 12 yards. And that has a lot to do with our linebackers, right? Um, they just can't cover anyone. Yeah, the linebackers weren't good. And, and we, well, Desir just – he gives so much cushion. It's like – it's almost embarrassing how easy it is to complete a pass on him. And uh, – and, um, Beasley is like the same as Welker and Edelman. We can't, we can't cover the little scat backs, and they kill us every year. Beasley was unbelievable. He, um, I was going to go over him later, but Be Cole Beasley had 11 receptions for 112 yards, and uh, there was no answer for him, which is incredible. But, but in the first quarter, uh, we got off, and this, uh, I guess, his first game uh, this Castillo hit a 29-yard field goal he was in for Thickens who who wasn't active and uh, Ray I'll just make a few comments that I, I wrote down from the first quarter Mims made his first reception it was four yards so Ralph and I win that pool yeah it's probably the only thing I won all year <laughs> and, and I made a note that Gase cannot adjust after there's a sack or a play for negative yardage. For whatever reason, I can't explain it. I watch other teams, and uh, I was watching, before we came on the air, San Francisco, uh, which is giving the uh, Patriots a drubbing. 
and also Tampa Bay over Oakland. And, and when they have like a second and 15, a second and 16 or whatever, they make adjustments offensively. I don't see Gase doing that when they're like uh, second and 15. And it just drives me crazy. Um, Darnold missed Mims in the first quarter. He was open and he threw it to him, but he actually threw it too late. I thought Bless Austin had a really good hit coming up on one play. He mm-hmm. did, I thought, miss an interception, which was would have been a tough play. I thought he should have had it. Josh Andrews, the who I was playing left guard, I think he's just awful. He's a terrible play, football player. Um, and uh, we miss uh, Lewis, who, who was not active for this game because of an injury. Uh, I thought the highlight, I thought Sam Darnold, every once in a while, you watch this guy and he makes a pass like he did to Barrios down the left sideline, which the announcer thought, and I thought, and Ray, you thought, it looked like an interception, but it was a perfectly led pass to Barrios. I forget, Ray, how far it was, like 18, 22 yards, something like that. Yeah, it was probably about 15, 20 yards down the field where he dropped it in. He just dropped it over a, a linebacker or the DB and and uh, he was sandwiched more or less. I mean, they weren't right on him, but so there was room to get it in there. But it was just a, a beautiful pass. He just dropped it over the one guy right on the money. I mean, we just, you know, uh, sa- these, these are the things that Sam shows that makes you say he might be, uh, he might be what we need, but you just don't see it all game long. You see it in little fits and starts as there's a. Uh, and Ray, I, <clears throat> I mentioned to you and Ralph, I mean, I waffle back and forth every other day about Sam Darnold. Uh, we'll get into his second quarter interception in a second, but he, he looks so dynamic and uh, so much potential. But um, if you look at the game games on the whole, they're just not that good. And, He's just not improving, and yes, we could blame what he's surrounded with, but then you look at like a guy at Joe Burrow, and he's making good of a bad situation with their offensive line. So yeah. if, if, if you were to tell me, Ray, I know you say you want to see him surrounded by uh, a better uh, teammates, better talent. You look at Joe Burrow, and again, he's making out. with. Uh, I don't know if it's as bad, but he's doing a great job out there. Oh, Joe Burrow is incredible in, in my eyes. He uh, he just looks so composed under pressure and everything. But I, I don't know that anybody's line is as bad as our line. Um, and the weapons that Burrow has around him, I mean, we have some weapons when they're healthy, but it seems like we can't do a single game where everybody's healthy. This time it was uh, – uh, Crowder, no Crowder, um, and we're missing a lineman, and it showed at times. I mean, the pressure was a lot of times in his face. When they decided to blitz everyone, it was uh, he had the usual no time. But overall, I you know sometimes it's you know the the one, the couple of the times he threw the ball, and I, I just don't know what he thought he saw I mean that's the part that worries me is that he goes from looking really good to sometimes head scratcher 
Ray, what is it, why does it seem to me, am I, am I seeing it different from other people that whoever the Jets play, the other team is coached where they're able to pick up these blitzes, either by the secondary or the linebackers. But when the Jets are blitzed by the linebackers or the secondary, they have no answer for it. I mean, the second half, it was just unbelievable. I mean, are you looking at the same game? Do you feel as I do when the, with the blitzes? I don't look at it as the other teams because I think a lot of these other teams are uh, – their offensive lines are stable. They're better. They're, they're playing together, you know, every game. So most of them are playing as a unit that's used to working together. So when they see something, they, you know, they're, they know what the other guy is going to do. When you're changing your lineup, literally every game we have a different offensive line. It's never going to it's, – it's, it's always going to have these plays where guys miss assignments and things because they're just not – used to working together and, and that's what this looked like to me is that you know they were good for at times but all in all especially in the second half they just aren't a good enough unit and they aren't good enough when they don't play together regularly all right so after the first quarter the jets are in uh the lead three nothing the second quarter uh just to go over the scoring the Bills got two field goals. I'm not giving in the order. One was 53, one was 48. The Jets scored a touchdown. It was about a seven-yard run by P. Ryan, and P. Ryan really showed us something on that run. He kind of switched hands just so he could uh, – he put the ball from the right hand to the left hand just so he could hit the uh, pylon line and make sure he had a touchdown. I thought it was a brilliant move, a dangerous but brilliant move. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I'm talking about that, Ray, I'll get your reaction. I just want to mention, and I got a list of other comments I made in the second quarter, but I thought the one play that looked to be working was this quick toss, and the Jets were turning the corner, and mm-hmm. I thought P. Ryan did a good job turning the corner. Your reaction, Ray? He looked uh, really good, I think, for, you know, they, they used him more. They used him in ways that I think – worked with his skill set better. Um, But, you know, the second half was a whole different story. So all the stuff we did in the first half was very, uh, very positive that we ran. Gore ran well, too, in the first half. Uh, uh, You know, we had a lot of very positive plays and and we were competitive. We, well, we had the lead when, when we went into halftime. So, you know, that we haven't done that all year. So, we got a lot of things to feel good about, but the second half was uh, the same, same old, same old as far as, you know, how it played right. out and how we, how we played. Now, some of the comments I made in the second quarter, Mims made a nice catch on a third down play, and he looked like he either leaped or got tripped up, and he was just one yard short of the first down. And, Ray, we had another fourth and one. They gave it to P. Ryan. He did, wasn't even close. And it, this is starting to drive me crazy. The offensive line, number one, they have no push. Number two, they're not having Sam do the quarterback sneak. And number three, if they're going to go for it and there's no chance of getting it, I would do um, what Kyler Murray did to us 
on that fourth down play. Do a play action and take a shot downfield. Yeah. Ray, what, what were your thoughts on that fourth down play? As soon as we lined up, in my mind, I said, we're going to run it up the middle and just try and muscle it ahead. Uh, he lined up P. Ryan about five yards, six yards behind the line of scrimmage and did a straightforward run up the gut, and he didn't even get close because we don't have uh, an offensive line that matches up with any any defensive lineman at this point. And I thought – I thought it would be a. I, I thought he was going to go with the quarterback sneak at first. I would have done a, a quick huddle or a quick snap, and uh, and a quarterback sneak and tried to get that yardage, or I would have done uh, you know maybe a rollout. But you know that that was the in the first half that was the one play that Dowell Logan's called that I really didn't like because to me if I looked at it and said, well, this is going to be run up the middle, then, you know, I'm sure that's how they felt too. You know, it, it wasn't really that hard to, to imagine what they were – just the way it, it was lined up. They didn't look like they were set up to do anything but try and just force it up the middle. Predictability as tonight um, Tom Brady scored on a touchdown running – in our game, Josh Allen did a quarterback sneak. He got a first down. And as I mentioned, Kyler Murray went fourth down, downfield, and he made a pass completion. It's not in our DNA the way it's going. But um, anyway, also in the, uh, in the second quarter, there was a really – I made a note that at that point, Ray, uh, midway through the second quarter, I thought the Jets' secondary were playing as good as they played all year, even going back to last year. I thought they were doing a great job. Um, there was a pass. Oh, oh, Terrell Basham made a great – I think it was Terrell Basham made a great play hitting Allen, Josh Allen, and he fumbled the ball, mm-hmm. which was a huge play because they were actually driving downfield. They're in our territory. There was uh, – we had the ball. There was a um, – uh, pass interference called on Perriman. And I made a comment to you that uh, that was a bad call. And your comment back, and you, I think you were right. They called a uh, roughing the passer on uh, Queen and Williams earlier in the quarter. And you said that kind of evens it out. Give me your feelings when you saw them call that roughing the passer on Queen and Williams, who I thought had a very good game. Well, this is on the NFL. I mean, I don't blame the refs because this is what they're instructed to do. But this wasn't what the this wasn't what the rule was implemented for. It was implemented so that you couldn't give a headshot or hit the head of the quarterback. But as the NFL wrote it up, it's a strict rule. Any any contact whatsoever. Well, you know, if you really watch it. Yeah, his helmet made contact with Allen's helmet. But if you want to tell me that was roughing the passer or if that had any chance of really hurting hurting Allen, I think they have to have some leeway to, to really look at the, the purpose of the rule and, and, and rule based on that. And that's similar, and I said the same thing with Perryman. Perryman was hit before he caught the pass more than five yards down the field by rule. That's interference. Was it a good call? Not really. But if they're going to be strict in one, on one side of the ball, they, gotta, they might as well be strict on the other. So 
that's the only reason I had no problem. I thought both calls stunk to the high heavens because I just don't see that. Uh, you know, I, I, I told you before that I remember when we played New England and, and Brady, and I don't remember who it was. It was several years ago, and Brady was in the pocket and back to throw, and when he went to throw, one of our guys jumped up and swatted trying to block the pass as he threw it. And as he missed it and his hand came forward, his fingers slapped the front of Brady's helmet. And that's about it. And we got a 15-yard roughing the passer penalty. And and that, to me, is just – it just kills me that the NFL is just trying to make themselves look like a safety-conscious league by instituting rules that are just ridiculous. I, I understand protecting the player and the quarterback – but there has to be some kind of, you know, relevance to the the play. They should, the ref should have the leeway to just go. That wasn't really roughing the passer. And and you know it's it's tough when you have a 300 plus player running full force that are great athletes. Yeah. And then they have to stop short. And what's funny later in the game, Ray, I don't know if you saw it. There was a play where uh, Queen Williams got in again and he knocked down um, Josh Allen and he kind of put up his hands like, you know, I didn't do it this time. I yeah. didn't do it this time. And, yeah. and they didn't call it. So it, it, until we start winning, until we start getting a quality quarterback, a, a, a coach that's respected, I think we're always going to get the short end of plays like that. That's just my feeling. You know? Well, yeah, I mean – Look at Sam. He got slammed on his shoulder, and you can't tell me if that was Brady or Rodgers or Breeze, but that wouldn't have been a, a penalty right. two weeks ago. You have that that right. cost us two games with him. Yeah. All right, I mentioned that uh, P. Ryan looked good turning the corner. I thought he had a good game. And uh, I made a note uh, closing out the quarter. As good as the defense played, the Bills were just making plays at the end of the second quarter, and they drove down, and they hit that field goal. And at halftime, uh, the Jets were winning 10-6. And it, it was good that they were playing competitively, Ray. But mm -hmm. as we see in the third quarter, things change uh, completely. Going into the third quarter, uh, and I, I – I don't know if it was the opening kickoff. Is that the one where Andre Roberts returned to 58 yards? I don't remember. I missed the beginning of the half. Whatever it was. But it was because they were in the art the Yeah, the Bills ended up um, – They all they got was two field goals. And, by the way, they, they at the end of three quarters, it was 12-10. Uh, I mentioned they lost 18-10 on six field goals. If you look at the defense, going back to the Miami game, they have not given up a touchdown in six quarters. And they're not the most talented. You've got to give them some sort of credit for that. I think that's a very good accomplishment. And that's why I kind of agree, going back to the comments that Greg Williams said, which he probably never should have said, Ray. No. But he's right where sometimes, you know, if the defense is always on the field, they're going to get gassed, and, and, and that's what happens. Well, I mean, I don't know if he even shouldn't have said it because I'm sure that comment came as a result of him tired of being asked about the defense as if they're the only problem, and they aren't. They're, they're far from it. Our, our offense is, you know, 
we saw today that the offense actually can do something once in a while, but you know, up until this game, our offense has been anemic. Um, and I would say the the beginning of the end was we were driving for a points at the end of the first half, and Sam threw his first pick. And uh, you know, I I I I I, I miss that it's on my list. And yeah. Ray, why don't you describe it? Cause that's a huge play. Well, he just, he made a, a I, I guess you'd say he made a bad read. He, he tried to force one in where they pressured him twice in a row. We actually, he almost threw two in a row, two times in a row. The first time he was, he was pressured and he did this forward push pass to, to P Ryan that bounced off his hand and up in the air. And I thought that one was going to be picked, but we got lucky. So, we're at midfield, and I'm thinking, okay, just you know, another 10, 15 yards maybe, and we'll be able to at the very least try a really long field goal. I don't know how strong that guy's leg was, but um, but the next pass, they were in his face a little bit, but I don't know what he saw. It looked like he just threw it into triple coverage, um, and it got picked, and, and there was still 40 seconds left in the way, and that, that was kind of the a hint at what was to come because – Buffalo moved right down the field, and basically, if there had been another ten or fifteen seconds, they'd have probably been in the end zone. So, um, that that just was disappointing because instead of going in maybe up thirteen to uh, thirteen to what six, yeah, uh, it was just it ten nine. And Ray, uh, you're right; it was a horrific pass, and uh, don't think. Just because Sam looked good in the first half, today's play by Sam Darnold will not quiet the Trevor Lawrence talk. Believe me. Uh, even though Trevor Lawrence, he did throw a pick six on Saturday, Ray. We spoke about that. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I, I made a note too that you know Andre Roberts in the third quarter had a great 58-yard return. The Jets, their special teams is not doing that good this year. Brent Boy, I don't know what's going on there. Quinton Williams, he had a Really good penetration on a couple of plays. A play that really bothered me, there was a third and five, Ray, and it kills me when these drives are extended and the, and Stefan Diggs, who's really good, he gets a 15-yard completion. I was just going crazy when that happened. It just, religiously, it just seems to happen every game. And a bright part of the uh, third quarter, Bryce Huff, he snuffed out a, a reverse coming to his side, the left side, and he took it for a 12 or 15-yard loss. And the reason I think that was a great play, because we all like uh, Bryce Huff. We hope he has a, as good a future as we think he does. He might not be the um, edge pass rusher, uh, fade complete, but he could be a complementary part if we get another edge pass rusher. And the reason I like that play, I got to tell you, Ray, it, it, a few plays before that, they did a reverse to the other side. And Jordan Jenkins looked like he had his cleats tied together. That guy, <laughs> it, we, remember before the season, we were doing over-unders with him, you, me, and Ralph with his sacks? Yeah. I hate to say it, Ray, because I know you hate when I say it, but that guy is a bum. <laughs> I hope they trade him this week. You know how many tackles he was credited for today? Zero. Yeah. He is. How many sacks has he had so far? <laughs> I don't think he's had any. 
He is a horrible yeah, player this year. He's playing awful. And give Joe Douglas credit. You know, coming off last year when he had, I guess, eight and a half sacks, a lot of Jet fans uh, were saying they were calling up. They should they lock this guy up for three years at like eighteen million dollars. And give Joe Douglas credit. It's a one year contract. If it was up to me, if he could get one of his six round picks this week, the trade deadline is coming up. I would trade him today. What's your take on this, Jordan Jenkins? I think our whole defense is. You know what? I, I would say. Almost, uh, Quinn and Williams is playing better. Uh, Bless Austin once in a while shows flashes. Um, Marcus May has been uh, a solid performer for the most part. But I get the feeling that Desir can only play one side of the field because he's never on the other side. And whatever side he's on is where the number one receiver goes and he gets torched on a regular basis. So, um, unfortunately, um, we're stuck with this year and this backfield for the rest of the year. I, I think there are so many holes on this team, but of the the three things we need, whether or not we go for Lawrence or if we stick with Sam, we need offensive linemen and DBs more than anything in the world. We need DBs and, you know, I don't know, maybe another – our linebackers might be better if, if Anwasar – I don't even know how you ever pronounce that name – and uh, – and uh, Mosley get back. Maybe our linebackers will be better in that sense. But we need DBs like nobody's business. No, you, you, you're right. Um, I made a note, Ray. You know who was called for legal procedure for Buffalo? Brian, <laughs> Brian Winters. <laughs> that was for all the Jet fans. It was yeah. a, it was a nostalgia move. <laughs> now, one of the biggest play, plays, and the third quarter ended up like 12-10 the Bills, but one of the biggest plays I thought, Ray, was to the right side where Sam threw another, I thought, very catchable pass. It was beautiful to Barrios, and he dropped the ball. That is inexcusable, and I, I could just throw him off the field then. You know, I, I said I've liked Barrios, but as it turns out, he's no more than like at least a number four receiver. That was a horrific drop. Yeah, um, they tried to make it sound like the DB made a great play, but he really didn't. Um, he just didn't hang on to it. Um, and it, and uh, it, it was an important catch. And especially everything in the second half was important because, like you said, we had four yards. We couldn't move the ball. Uh, every first down would have mattered. And we just we – just, I won't say we fell apart, but we just had no answer for anything they did. And um, and our defense was getting gassed at more and more because we couldn't stay on the field long enough to give them any, any break. Right. And um, also in the third quarter, uh, Avery Williams, he missed another big tackle. The Bills actually, Ray, had scored a touchdown that was called back. The guy mm -hmm. was wide open. No one's around him. But the quarter ended 12-10, uh, Bills. And they in the fourth quarter, they tacked on – Two more field goals. So the final score was 18 to 10. Uh, my comments for the fourth quarter were Queen of Williams had a great sack. Again, I thought he played very well. Yeah. Uh, Fadakasi, who played, Ray, I didn't really hear his name mentioned. Did you? I don't remember Fadakasi doing much anything. But um, um, 
I thought Phillips had a couple plays, but he kept getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> kind of disappointing. We, we actually had yeah. Phillips doing things, and Henry Anderson made a play in the first half. Every, everything positive seemed to happen in the first half. So I'm glad you said that because I'm going to get to the players that I thought really gave an effort, and I put down Henry Anderson, who I'm very down on. But Williams had a, a great sack, um, and I made a note that the whole second half was the adjustments the Bills made. They won 18-10, to 10, and there was a comment made by the, uh, one of the announcers that going into the game, the Jets are leading the league with 66 missed tackles, which is really yeah, incredible. Today. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, Denzel Mims, he didn't catch a ball in the second half, but he had four receptions for 42 yards. Berrios had four receptions for 35 yards. That miss was terrible. I thought who played well. I thought um, Bryce Huff played well. I thought Mims played well. I thought um, Henry Anderson really gave an effort. Okay, I really did. Sam was 12 for 23, 120 yards, two interceptions. Gore had 11 rushes for 60 yards. Pirine, 11 rushes for 39 yards. He scored the touchdown. And that's combined 99. And why I mentioned that, Ray, is because Josh Allen had 61 yards. So that was one of the uh, pools that we had combined Gore and Pirine. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, I, I lost – you and me lost that. Ralph won that. But I think I won the uh, Josh Allen. I had 65 yards. You might have had 60. So you won I that. I, I, think, I think I said 62. Um, I, I would say if you look at the halftime stats <laughs> for each half, you know, the, the first half is where they did all their damage running the ball. Um, so – I mean, we we had already lost the bet in the first half, but you know, had it, had it been had they played like that in the second half, or if they had played the way they did in the first, the way they did in the second, we'd have, we'd have won all the bets because we didn't do anything. But um, I mean, it was it was actually enjoyable. The first half was oh yeah, great. we were doing things and we were moving the ball and and we looked like you know we we had a chance to really you know upset this team and but, we look like a football team right yeah, and it was for the, fun for, you know, for, the for, first for time. half a game it was fun <laughs> but as we said uh the ralph ray and marty plan is that we want them to go 0-16 keep gases coach but we wanted games like this where at least they're watchable this was yeah. like the first watchable game but it was only the first half mims yeah. played well i thought henry anderson played hard uh, you had had a lot of tackles. I don't know how well he did play, though. I mean, you made a comment like, we can't stop those middle short-level oh. passes. It's just unbelievable. Everything was – I mean, and what was frustrating was every time if they had a third and three, third and five, whatever, the guy would just run out five yards and, you know, we'd be giving him three yards of, of uh, space. Nobody right on him, so all – all Josh Allen do had to do was lay the ball out there to him. He didn't have he didn't have to make any tough throws really. I mean, it, most of these guys were, you know, pretty wide open for the most part. Yeah, and um, also Ray, uh, just for some stats, Josh Allen was thirty for forty three, three hundred and seven yards. I mentioned uh, rushes, eleven rushes, sixty one yards. 
Cole Beasley killed us 11 receptions for 112 yards. I'll repeat it again, Ray, and then, uh, you know, I'll take any comments. Second half, our total offensive yardage was four yards, which is unbelievable. I've never yeah. seen anything like that in my life. I would like to see the stats from the two games Luke Falk started, what the offensive total was in those two games. It was just, it was just incredible what was going on. Not that this makes a big difference, but I think that four yards is after they subtract all the sack yardage. So I think we gained some yards, but I, I think so how many times, how many sacks did Sam take in the second half? Oh, it was unbelievable. I, it was, it was like I mean, four or five, but the pressure, in a row there. The, the pressures were unbelievable. I'm just actually, as we're talking, Ray, you know what game I'm trying to look up? I'm trying <laughs> to look up the Chief game. The Chiefs beat the Broncos. 43 to 16. So now we're going to do something a little bit of fun without Ralph <laughs> before we close it out. Because do you know who the Jets' next opponent is? Is it the Chiefs? It's the Chiefs. Oh. It's in Kansas City. Wow. So tonight the spread will come out. I think it's Sunday night, right? Yeah. I'm going to write down. I, I, I doubt they'll put that game on Sunday night. No, no, I mean the spreads come out tonight. Oh, the spread comes out tonight. Yeah, I'm going to say first, I'm going to say that they're going to be favored. I'm going to put – shoot, I don't want to underdo it. I'm going to put 24 and a half. <laughs> that'd, look be a, that'd be a record, wouldn't it? No, no, I remember we were talking about it was uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers over uh, – Tampa Bay in 76. It was like 27 and a half. Okay. They, wow. put, they put a 43 spot on the Broncos. So I'm going to say. In Denver. <laughs> what's the, you know what it is? I, I, I don't consider any home advantage this year. I just don't. Well, even the only reason think, Denver is a home field advantage is because of the elevation. But other than that, no, no, no fans and stuff. Right. All right. But, so I'd uh, say that the Jets will be 24 and a half underdogs. The starting spread. What do you say? Well, I was going to be, which, you know, I think, I don't think in reality you could make it too high. I mean, yeah, obviously you could, but, um, and I was going to say 21, but um, I think even at 21, they'll start raising it up because all the, be all the betters will be putting money on Kansas I'm going to put down 21 and there's always a chance and I don't bet and you don't bet, but there's, we follow it like every other right. football fan, but, there's always a chance it's going to be off the board. Well, I said back then that it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Right. Because right. I don't know that they could, you know, they'd have to make the spread like a college game where, you know, I remember back when Nebraska was, uh, was just killing team. They weren't, they weren't facing anybody most weeks, but they'd be facing these tomato cans and they'd have a spread of like, 48 and a half or something right and i'd be the dummy that would fall for it yep that's it <laughs> but anyway by halftime they'd already <laughs> covered <laughs> be, before we close it out i just want to mention that buckeye weekend your weekend turned out to be yeah. phenomenal no it was we'll go backwards i mean the uh the bengal cleveland game Bengals brown game was incredible today i i felt bad joe joe burrow led what should have been a game-winning drive it was beautiful and and uh Baker Mayfield came and back. Baker Mayfield came back. He had a good second half. He didn't. He didn't play real well in the first half, but the second half, 
Mayfield was really, really good. Right. And last night, the University of Cincinnati rolled over SMU. Their defense looked great. Yeah. The defense SMU was undefeated going in. Right. But, and, right yeah. and Saturday, Ohio State oh. rolled over their opponent. And uh, Justin Fields was, was unbelievable. One of the best games. A college you know, staying earlier on that too, that, you know, I know all the talk is about Trevor Lawrence, but I'll tell you, if we had that second pick and had to take Justin Field, I don't think we'd be, uh, I don't think we'd be uh, losing out as much as other people think we would be. If you watched that game and saw it wasn't your typical, oh, these guys are wide open, just throw it out their throws. It was, he was hitting guys on crossing patterns and I'm talking 30 some yards down the field and he was putting it on the money and, 21 to 22 passes, and and uh, the one pass that he didn't complete was almost a touchdown pass. It just came out when the guy hit the ground. He bounced his head off the ground. to kind of shook him up, but, I mean, he, he had it in his hands. He was almost 22 for 22. Which is unbelievable. And uh, this week, uh, Ohio State, they play Penn State, which should be a great game. Penn State lost that game to uh, Indiana. And again, I want you to look at that last play, which was a controversial play. So for Ray Clifford and uh, Marty Schupack, uh, this has been uh, Jets Rewind. We'll be on the air later, later in the week, probably on Thursday. Please go to, um, uh, what is it, Apple Podcasts, Ray, and just give us a five-star review. We'd love for you to do it. It just helps us out a lot. All right, Ray, have a good night. Until next time.